Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! The martini, shaken not stirred. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble! In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! We are live. Welcome, Facebook family. Welcome, everybody, to our brand new YouTube channel. Want to welcome y'all, everybody. And this morning, it's our time to whine. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today going on in the entertainment world. And with that, I will give it to Mr. Matt. Yeah, man. Uh, Like you said, welcome, uh, Earthlings. Uh, This is the ECP. And uh, like you said, we... We just needed a therapy session. Uh, you know, we have a we have a lot of good stuff coming, but so much has been thrown at us in the last couple of weeks that we we need we needed time to process. And what yeah. better way than to share our process with all of you? So if you're watching live, <laughs> comment down below, join us. You know, anything you say was somebody here is watching the comments. We'll we'll answer any questions you have. Yep. Before we get to the actual whining, I want to say some positive things. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, I just got through playing uh, Last of Us 2, which is one of the greatest games and stories I think I've ever played. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to get into the details. <laughs> Please don't. I'm about to finish it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get in the details of the game or the characters or anything like that. But it it has whoever is doing the writing for Naughty Dog, they need to share the love with other games because I, you know, during this pandemic, I've played more games than I usually have in my in one time. So, and I have played some games that have had some pretty stale storylines. And it's like, all right, it's 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 been enough to like keep me in the game because the games itself are pretty interesting. But I love, you know, I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to a video game, I love storyline. Like, you know, a good storyline. It's like playing a movie when you play like when you watch a movie. It's that story that just keeps you in there. And, like, so when it's, like, a video game, I have to, like, have something that's just, like, I got to keep going. You you ever play those games where you, you, you just finish a level and it ends it to where you, like, it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, but you have no choice. You have to keep going just to find out, like, yes. what's going to happen next. Yeah. Like, that that's, to me, that's what Last of Us 2 was. And, you know, Last of Us 1 was great. 
But this is one of those games where the sequel surpassed the original for me. I don't know what y'all think so far. I know, Micah, you, you're not done yet, but what do you think? Uh, oh, I love it. I love the the whole games. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the first one, and there's things that they have taken from the first one out to make kind of better. Um, but there are things about it I don't like also, but, I mean, that's they're very tiny. Um, but... I mean, I love Joel and Ellie. They are one of the best characters. I can't wait for the TV show that HBO is going to do. What do you? So I'm curious though. Like, what what are some parts you didn't like? Because I mean, me and Josh beat the game. No spoilers. Um, it's Get not spoilers. really parts. It's more mechanics. <clears throat> like, you know, the in the first one, the mechanic where you you like can listen, so the screen goes dark. You can see how many people are in the room. Like, the first one, you had to use that all the time. All the time. And the second one, I mean, I only use it to count how many people are in the room. And then that's it. I don't... Because they do. They changed it where the music gets like... You're like, okay, there's, there's enemies nearby. Versus the other one, they could just sneak up on you. See, and I, I love that about this new one is, like, it got really quiet, and I knew something was about to happen. I mean, like, that, that's what I'm saying. How many oh crap moments? Like, Steel was in here when I was playing one part, and I literally screamed like a little girl, like at the top of my lungs when something happened in that game. I was just like, ah! no spoiler, but was it the bathroom? Do what? <laughs> was, was it the bathroom incident? The bathroom incident? No, 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 no. It, I, I, I would spoil the game. It, it was towards the towards the end end oh, of the. Game. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. but. Why I was saying that is because it basically just takes that mechanic of the game out <clears throat> of the game. Like yeah. I never, I never use it except to count how many people are there. So, what do you think, Josh? Uh, well, first of all, I use that quite a bit. Even when uh, I mean, I would use the moving, uh, the listening aspect of it while moving really slow during some parts um i got better at it as i went but at first i was kind of like you just using it to count the people in the room but then yeah. i use it as a strategy the game as a whole um i completely agree they took everything from the first one and just elevated it to a whole new level including like the soundtrack both yeah. games have an amazing soundtrack but they oh, took it yeah. to another level with the second one um uh there was something else i was going to say and i forgot uh there, there's a couple of things to the the fans of the first one that they feel was a slap in the face. Um, I'm not going to go into details because that's a huge spoiler, but there was, I, I think everything they did was right. And the people at Naughty Dog's storytelling is top notch, man. I mean, yeah. it's like, I want to find their screenplay or how, whatever format it is they write it in and learn how they did that because I think yeah. writing a video game like that would be epic. They have, <clears throat> they have a podcast. And all that is explained in the the Last of Us podcast. I'm gonna have to find this podcast. I have not seen this. It's about just video the game official, screenplays. the official Last of Us podcast. What'd you say, Matt? About video game screenplays? No, about how they wrote Last of Us. Like oh. why they did certain things, how they wrote it. Well, with with Last of Us too. Like I'm, I was kind of upset that it took so long to make a sequel until I played it and understood why it took so long. Cause I was like, all right, well, I mean, 
you know, I'm getting older, so I need games to like pop out now so I can play them now. But, you know, uh, you know, uh, for it to take this long and playing the game, like I understand, like I get it, you know, take your time. I, I, I agree with you that, you know, we need games that keep popping up, especially in today's world right now, you know, for something to do and things like that. But at the same time, I think there are some games that are just completely worth the weight. That, yeah. that build, let that anticipation build, but the only thing is, if you're going to let a game build like that, it's going to have to meet or exceed all expectations for people to actually wait that long, or it's or they're just asking to have a colossal failure. They yeah. didn't that with Last of Us too. They exceeded all my expectations. I was pleasantly surprised with that. Well, I'll tell you one thing about the game, and it's not a spoiler because it has nothing to do with the game itself. Is how you play guitar in the game. Yeah. yeah, I knew like, like that, that is part. so innovative of how you do that. I'm just like that is incredible. Like you know, well, it made good use of the touchpad too, which you know was a big selling point for the PS4 when it came out. But a lot of games kind of went away from it, so I like how they used it. Y'all excited about any? Ryan, are you playing any games right now? Man, I haven't played a game since probably man Madden two years ago. Oh like, wow. wow! My PS4 is just streaming now. Like that's all I use it for. I haven't put no. That's a lot. I did play Last of Us. Like when I first got the PlayStation, I loved Last of Us One. I just haven't had a chance to even get Part Two. But yeah, man, it's been two years, maybe. So I'm. Uh, let me let me say that uh, I've been on the fence. You know, y'all y'all know the story. I've uh, we only have one gaming console in the house, and that's the Nintendo Switch, and. Um, uh, I told my son a long time ago, I was like, I, I'm just, I'm not going to be that household that's got like, you know, 10 different gaming consoles. We're going to, we're going to pick one. You're going to be the primary user of it. So I want you to go pick it out. It's going to be yours. And we're going to stick with that one. And he wound up picking the Nintendo switch. Cause it just, it did everything. It did the most that he wanted, he but, but, but now, <laughs> but now I'm looking, I'm personally looking at the PS five and I'm, I've been getting really excited about, uh, some of the games that they're announcing for it, but and also too in the background, I know VR has been out there for a while. I know they're still you know um, polishing it up and making it you know even better. But I've kind of ignored VR because I'm just like ah you know that's just kind of you know I don't know am I are we really going to get to that point you know. Um, is it really going to be a thing? And then now I'm starting to see some of these Jedi games they're making for VR. And I'm like, uh, yes, I need this in my life now. Yes, yes, the yes. Iron Man VR game is insane. So now I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to have, I'm going to think I'm going to get a PS5 and some VR hardware and become a Jedi immediately. All right. But, you know, Xbox screwed me yesterday, though, man. Because they announced the new Fable, and it's not a continuation; <clears throat> it's a redo of yeah. the original Fable. They're redoing Fable. Yeah, but oh wow! And see the amazing graphics, and like you hear the original guy doing the narration. I was just like, "Damn you, Xbox! Damn you!" <laughs> I have to say, there was nothing in it that super excited me. Except, that was the only thing. Yeah, that's it. That was the only thing that, like, I went, huh? Because I liked the first Fable in the original Xbox, but 
There is only to this day. There's only one Fable I haven't played, and it's the one that you have. You have to have the connect. So you're always moving. And mm-hmm. I was like, I refuse. Video games are not for moving. Like it was hard for me to even play the original Wii or not Wii. Yeah. Yeah. The to, Wii. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Because you had to like be moving all the time, I was like, "No, I'm a sit down gamer. I'm not the uh, move around. If I'm gonna move, if I'm gonna play basketball, I'm gonna go outside to my basketball goal and mm-hmm. actually shoot a ball." <laughs> That's what regular humans do. Yeah, I'm with you. It was fun for like five minutes, and then I was like, "I'm just tired all the time. I know I'm out of shape, but I don't need this video game to remind me." <laughs> right. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a you know Xbox released all their games. Uh, uh, I'm excited about that Todd Far uh, Todd 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 McFarlane uh, documentary coming on Sci-Fi. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. That looks really good. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's cute. You know, because I'm more interested about the area where he almost went bankrupt. bankrupt. Yeah, I was not aware of like, that. So, like, I want to know. I want to know more about that area. And like I didn't know that he had, I was it was kind of hard for me to believe that he had such a hard time with uh, Marvel because <clears throat> some of the most valuable covers in Marvel today are Tom Farland covers. Uh-huh. So, oh yeah, like, he, he did Spawn, right? Yes. Yeah, he created Spawn. Like he's the creator of Spawn. But like yeah. that, that's the thing is like he was popular for Hulk and Spider Man covers in marvel and to this day because he like was doing innovative stuff like bringing the character out of the pages which wasn't heard of it was more of like during that time it was more of uh action scenes uh-huh. instead of the character coming to the reader um so like he was doing stuff like that which i mean if you look online man like todd mcfarland covers are just worth so much like that one that one Spider-Man cover, they did they did three different issues of because it was one of the most pop, popular uh, Spider-Mans wow. uh, out there. Spider-Man covers, like they did, like a silver. They did a silver cover. They did the regular. They did a reprint. So. Well, see, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that whole much about Todd, but just watching the trailer for that, you kind of get the impression that he himself personally is kind of a rough personality, like straight and in your face personality. And I wonder if it was just, you know, it wasn't his talent or anything. It was just his personal interaction that may have cost a rift between him and the people at Marvel. Um, you know, like, you, you know, like I'd like to do it like this. No, we, well, but can we talk about it? Cause we kind of like to do it this way. No, you're going to do it my way. I'm doing it this way. You know, I wonder if it was just, you know, because there are some people like the, and there are, and it's rare, I think, in the creative world. Well, maybe not as rare, but um, I just think maybe his type A personality got in the way a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to watch it, though. I mean, I can see that. I mean, he, he did Spider-Man 300, you know, which is one of the most popular newer versions of comics, I would guess you could say. You know, other than the old Ditko, Stan Lee Mm-hmm. <clears throat> comics but i mean 300 is probably one of the once you say matt one of the 80s 90s rarest comics oh yeah man of spider-man he did that cover i mean everyone redoes redoes that cover i mean yes yeah. you do that cover well, and you're guaranteed to sell some books well he so redid it for uh his spawn 300 when yeah. his spawn made 300 he recreated that spider-man cover for spawn so, I mean, 
I see Dick both. I don't know much about him, but I'll have to uh, watch that documentary. I've been, oh, yeah. I don't know, really enjoy documentaries in general. So, yeah, I don't know much about him other than whenever you said the name, I remember me and you talking about Spawn, Matt. So I'll have to check that out with all the legal stuff and everything. Well, that, okay, so Spawn being said, uh-huh. I'm going to jump right into the whining part of our show. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Josh wants to say something. I have a confession. I have never in my life seen the movie Spawn, nor have I read anything about Spawn. For some reason, it's one of those things that slipped <laughs> crack, and I don't know how that happened. But yeah, you know, I could see that. Knowing your mom, I could see <laughs> why you were able to read Spawn. What my mom have to do with anything? This well, you know, he's he is Spawn. The yeah, Spawn, you know, the devil. from hell. Uh huh. Um, I was really uh, uh, restricted on my movie watching. There was a time my mom would ask me to see movies before she would show Ashley and Johnny. So, I mean, I'm not worried about that. Hey, speaking of movies, Josh, did you see Blade in the theater? The first? Yeah, the first. Yes, I did. I know where you're going with this. Yes, I did. All right. Did you think it was Titanic? Did uh, Wesley Snipes? Pyre, you thought DiCaprio was going to come out? <laughs> Anyways, Matt, go ahead with you. <laughs> <laughs> wine away, wine away. Uh, so, okay, so they they released the Hellstrom trailer yesterday. And, all right. They took another Marvel character and dressed him in plain old clothes. Looked like a regular human. <sighs> And gave him powers. I cannot tell you how sick I am of that aspect. Like, how hard is it? Okay, like, all right. So, Hellstrom, Damien Hellstrom, is the defiant son of Satan. This, so, he is a very controversial character. Always has been since he was created. But the reason it survived so long was he was... A like a son of Satan that was good at heart. Uh-huh. So like he realized like how evil his father was and he was defiant and he used the powers to escape hell and then started doing good to defy his father. Uh-huh. All right. So like that is is Damien Hellstrom's premise. Uh-huh. And he used Hellstrom because he was from hell. He created the last name uh, Hellstrom, you know, H-E-L-L, you know, and then Strum. So like you know, to show that he is from hell. All right. And like his name was Damien in hell. So when he came, when he comes to earth, he has, he has a really outrageous like outfit, you know, like, and he has a pitchfork just like his father. Uh, but he has like almost all the powers that the devil has. So, you know, as you could tell it in involving hell and Satan, uh, that it would be a very controversial character. And he was like created around late 80s, early 90s. Uh, but he's been around that long. And this is one of those characters, Jim, I was telling you about. Like, he is such a B rated char- character, uh-huh. but he could hold his own. Um, uh, like if they wanted to do something with him or bring him into like the MCU just to be a background uh-huh. character. Like, you have so many Marvel characters you could do something with. All right, that being said. They released the trailer, and it's a blonde white guy, full hair, blonde beard, 
Mm-hmm. And wearing a suit. Thor, Thor two. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, and like, he he doesn't even know who his family is. Uh, they miss they misspelled Hellstrom. They used one L, so that's the name of the sh- the. Oh show. no. Uh, and it, it's all about finding out who his family is, and I'm I am over it. Like I'm like. I, I don't like I don't understand you have you have you have literally over 90 years of blueprint comics to go off of uh-huh. and if you want to do the effort of making any kind of comic book show or movie it does not cost that much more to do a costume especially Hellstrom because he has so little of it uh-huh. you know like it might be outrageous, but that was one of the things that made him Hellstrom. He had a weird, he had weird orange hair. Uh, he had a weird uh, costume, and he had the pitchfork. I mean, if you have to soften it up for TV, then you don't need to put it on TV. Okay, okay. So just just to add fuel to your fire, I'm reading, I'm reading the uh, description in. Uh, so I, I love the premise you just outlined. The premise that came from the comics. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great premise, but now I'm reading this, and this is going to make you really mad. Uh, it says um, Damien and Anna Hellstrom are the son and daughter of a mysterious, powerful serial killer. Which is going to be Satan. <laughs> you know? So he doesn't even know <laughs> who his father is. We all know. I mean, if he is the serial killer, of course, it's going to be the devil. And, and then, ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the show and it's not even out. The very last episode, he's gonna find out the devil's, he's the devil's his father. father. Yeah, wash your hands of it and don't watch this crap. This yeah. is ridiculous. I can't remember. Is Hellstrom DC or Marvel? Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. But who's uh, pro- but who's uh, producing uh, but who's producing this though? <laughs> I would expect that from. It's gonna be on Hulu. So I don't know. I would yeah. expect that kind of thing from DC, but not Marvel. Not Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like What's it gonna be on. Hulu. Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive. Oh, uh, that makes sense. So, like, look, I, I'm like, okay, so, uh, well, you know, you to Hulu is owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. and this is a Mar, and it's a, and it's a Marvel. Mar, they own Disney owns almost all the Marvel, so all the Marvel dark, stuff. So, how dark is Disney going to let it go? One thing I would give DC is that well, they would why, just take it dark. Well, that's why it's on Hulu and not Disney Plus. Disney Plus is is for the Fluffy stuff and Hulu is now for the uh, Daredevil type. Yeah, the Netflix stuff that was on Netflix is now what Hulu's for. Yeah, but okay. So someone was telling me like, all right, what if at the, at the end of the show he looks like Hellstrom? I'd be like, all right. Speaking as a fan of comic book movies, shows, and whatever, if you show me a glimpse of him possibility looking like Hellstrom, I would like the original. I would give it a shot. I'd be like, all right, I'll watch it, you know, and see where this goes, see if it's a good story. But right now, they made it like any old. <clears throat> well, know. the th- the thing is, is that they're they're making they're going to try to make this out to where the big spin is that his like you just said is his father is uh, he realizes his father's the devil. But who's watching? Who's going to be watching? Who's the target audience? The target audience is going to be the comic book readers who already know this stuff, and they're not going to be shocked. And so you know, I don't know. It's this it, uh, that's bad TV programming, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and to me, if for Hellstrom, this is not a character you want people to just like tune in and figure out by the end. Hellstrom is such a controversial character that once you understand him, and if you did like the trailers right to explain his character, you're going to get a bigger audience. And then, like, all right, so, uh, like, I know his first appearance has gone up in value now that they've released. I didn't even know they were doing anything with Hellstrom until yesterday. Um, so, good job for Disney keeping that on the wraps. But it, it, when I when I saw the trailer, I was excited. I was excited because, uh, you know, when I heard it, I was like, oh wow, this is a character I would not have guessed that they would do anything with. And then I watched it, and it was like watching everything else that's on TV now. Like, it was literally a white guy walking around with a trench coat, hands in pockets, like, I have power. <laughs> like Constantine, almost? Well, you know, and but quieter. At least, you know, Constantine is, like, made to be, he's like a, he's almost like Deadpool. He's always got a smart-ass thing to say, you know? Uh -huh. Like, he's always, you know... He's a dark character, but his character was made to look like that. At least in the Constantine show in movies, he looks the way he does. I, I will say Keanu Reeves is my like is a better Constantine in my opinion. But the TV show Constantine, I can't remember his name. He looks more the character because Constantine in the comics is a blonde guy with a brown trench coat, and uh -huh. Keanu Reeves was just the cooler Constantine in my my opinion. And, and it had a better story. So, well, you said uh, you said kudos to Disney for keeping this under wraps. And so, you know, with all the opportunities that Disney had in the past to uh, get people hyped up about this show, I kind of I kind of wonder if they kept it under wraps on purpose because people were like, I don't know about this. Uh, well, well, I was saying something about it a, a year or so ago, but. But then, but then, but then, but then they saw they they started to see the final product come to fruition, and we're like, ooh, ah, hmm, I don't know. Uh, let's just dis let's put that on Hulu, and let's just distance ourselves from it. <laughs> well, okay, so like we know we know that stuff like that can be popular. I mean, look at Supernatural; they've made fifteen years of popularity with this kind of stuff. <laughs> So we know that they can survive TV if you have good writing, but at that, at that point, yeah, when watching it, I'm like everything they showed. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it on Supernatural. So, so I did not understand truly the acquisition of Hulu for Disney, but now I have to give them their props for the genius because Disney Plus is going to be the A show, and Hulu is going to be the B show. <laughs> Pretty much what it was now. I mean, uh, it was Netflix was the A show, and then Hulu was still the B show with like the Runaways and. Well, yeah, but now it's all Disney. I mean, so it's it's internal with Disney. So now it get uh, it gives them the ability to have all that extra content that's not necessarily made by Disney properties, and it gives them the ability to push their their B roll stuff to there instead of having it on Disney and crowding it yeah, on Disney yeah. Plus. So I guess, I guess I, uh Wine fest, real quick. <laughs> Some cheese with my wine. Uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Man, yeah. Man, that was the one movie <clears throat> I was looking forward to all yeah. year. With if Top you want to see a movie this year, get your time machine. Yeah. Go to 2021. Yeah. Man, 
I mean, except Bill and Ted. I like what Bill and Ted's doing. What are they doing? What's they're, Bill and Ted? They're going to release it on September first. Either theaters are open or in drive-ins, and they're also going to release it video on demand. Oh, simultaneous! Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Decided it's coming out regardless. If theaters are open, cool. It'll go to theaters. If not, it'll go to drive-ins because there's 244 drive-ins open up, mm-hmm. and but they're also on September first going to release it video on demand. They're like, Man, they're, we're like, not, we're not doing this pushback stuff. Top yeah. Gun. Like I was like, all right. Like, I was excited for it for the summer, and I was like, okay, well, at least that gives me something to look forward to at Christmas and holidays and, you know, mm-hmm. the joyous occasion, and now it's pushed back to 2021, Yeah, like everything else. Summer of 2021, not and like it. Not only that, I'm just waiting. I know Coming to America is about to get pushed back, so I'm not even going to get excited about that now. Like pretty much everything. I'm I, I'm about to say one word that's about to get everybody mad. Tenant. <laughs> okay. That being said, man, I, I can't believe that Nolan like is following suit because Nolan is usually man like he's usually the standout director and does he things. doesn't have a choice though <laughs> it's it's all one welcome back Josh welcome back wow he and has a choice brothers. he has a choice man like okay so with Nolan he could do what uh what uh Bill and Ted's doing yeah like you know like if he really wanted to he could be the first let me tell you man Christopher Nolan has the popularity to the point that where he can make some money regardless. If he wanted to do the uh, at-home purchase and drive-ins first, and then uh, and then later on when things are starting to open up uh, and do uh, like another theater release, he's going to make that money. Uh-huh. Tenant, like look at every single Nolan besides the very first Nolan film. Uh, Look at every Nolan movie out. Refresh my memory. What was the first Nolan film? It wasn't Memento. It was the one before it. He had one film before Memento. Memento was his first hit. Right. Yeah. And then, like, then everything after Memento was just, you know, hit. Hit, hit, hit. Yeah. He had one film before Memento. I can never remember the name of it. Huh? The following? 1998. Following, yeah, following. yeah. I have the screenplay right here. Ah, okay. Yeah. I have, I have something that'll make you more mad than Tenet. What? How do I doubt it? So, oh no, it it will. Okay. So, what's probably going to happen coming September and October is these movies will get released internationally, but not domestically. So everyone else will get to watch them except the U- U.S. Right, wait, so, okay, okay. what's what's the theory behind that though? Because like other cool. countries are, are are controlling the virus, so they're going to let them open up in other countries. But they're let, me, open tell you though, let me tell you, if that's not a can, if that is not a can of karma, because we are the entertainment center of the world, and we get everything first, if this doesn't open the eyes of America, I think it should. I think every single country should get things before we do. Not, I'm going to try to avoid getting political, but this will open the eyes of America and be like, look, the rest of the world's got it figured out. How come we don't? And we're the ones making the movies. Yeah. 
So, like, if we if that doesn't open the eyes of the uh, of our country to show that every other country is getting the movies that we made first, then you know, I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's the rumor. What's going to happen? That movies are going to open up internationally, and but not domestically. Didn't that make me mad? That ten, uh, Christopher Nolan said he wasn't going to do that with Tenet, though, because of the spoiler factor for that That's movie. The thing, though, Christopher Nolan doesn't really have a choice. It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is what's moving the date. They're the distributor. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to lose money. The reason why they keep pushing back Tenet is because they they spent millions and millions of dollars on the movie. And they're in their minds, they're like, we'll just wait until people are ready to go to the theater. Or until All right. But, like but let me enough money. But let me throw this out there. But let me throw this out there. If they're saying that they have to have a ginormous theatrical release to make that money and to not lose money, but by holding these things back, the theaters start going under and out of business. Okay, so we're okay, so now what do you do to make the millions? Okay. The theater owners of of America, the the like the guild or yeah, whatever right, yeah, are yeah. begging stu- they they wrote a letter to every studio are begging studios to release movies. Yeah. They're begging them. Begging mo- to stop pushing back dates and just let the movies be released so people can go to the movies again. I think the AMC by my house is done. Like Matt and I read the top part. We can't read the other part. I think it's ridiculous to say that Warner Brothers doesn't want to lose money. Because let me tell you, when I think Warner Brothers, I think they are a waste of money. Because they have so much potential in every single aspect of movies that they don't do anything right. Right. Whether it be characters they own, movies they have potential of making, and then they move Tenet? I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard with Warner Brothers. Like, they don't want to lose money. If your whole company is reliant on Christopher Nolan's genius, you need to sell off stuff and then move. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. It's ridiculous. It's it's, just release the movie. Yeah. Just release them. Yeah. It's done. It's finished. Release it. Or do... Release it both or whatever you know. This year is already going to be different. Okay, it's gonna. It's we we everything is going to be different. Yes, there is nothing you can say that twenty twenty is going to be like. There's yes, nothing. yeah. There, 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 we had our first baseball game of twenty twenty, and it rained halfway through the game. That's twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally going to do. Twenty twenty has just screwed everything. But you have to do something. You have to give something. And money, I agree with Matt, money should not be like, look, you're going to lose money regardless. Yeah. I mean, even if you wait to take tenant to next year, I was looking at the list of things. There's going to be weekends where four movies, four huge movies come out. They're not all going to be able to make the millions of dollars. That's why, so, these, that's why these movies target to try to single with one other movie on a weekend and it's just not gonna so happen. i'm gonna put on my corporate hat for just a second because oh, oh, jim put the corporate hat on so i, I and i'm going to explain to you because at the end of the day uh warner Bro- the corporations and disney's a don't fool yourself disney's a corporation warner brothers corporation they're all in it for the money um 
at the end of the day, they're all about the bottom line. They're all looking at a P&L, and, and they want to see, and they have a responsibility. They're publicly shared. They're publicly owned company, so they have a responsibility to shareholders. And so when you're trying to explain, uh, you know, wins and losses, when they go before the board and explain 2020, everybody's going to understand and know what you know what's happening you know why did we you know why did this year suck so bad uh and everything else and so by moving stuff away from 2020 and separating it from 2020 this fiscal year for them um it makes it easier for them Uh -oh. we it, lost Matt. i know it makes it, it i'm just telling you from a corporate perspective i'm not i'm not justifying let me be be honest let me be straight with you i'm not justifying it I'm just trying to tell you, this is the mentality that they're approaching it. Oh, and I understand. They, that. They're, going, I they were going to, they're going to push all this to next year, so that way, when they go before the board and say, why did this year suck? We all know why it sucked, because of COVID. It, it, it happened. I'm sorry. And, but, and we all know that that happened. But, next, but guess what, guys? Next year is going to be the strongest year we've ever had, because we're going to release twice as many movies as we ever released. So, um, try to twice as much as the so they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna make 2020 suck as bad as they possibly can because, in a corporate world, they have an excuse why it's going to suck, and then next year is going to be twice as good as it's ever been, uh, and then and it's going to be yeah, a huge windfall. I don't that think it will. Like, that sounds like the old Washington Redskins throwing away the season for the number one draft or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I they mean, don't exist anymore, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah, we're done with them. We are uh, they, they are they are dead to me. <laughs> the Washington, just, think, just the Washington football team is that what they're for, the, for this year, just for this yeah. season, yeah. just for this okay. season. Okay, I just couldn't. Okay, because I just think that it, look, twenty twenty is a bust, but make some money off it. I don't think that the the piece of the pie of the money that they're going to get next year, I think it's going to be too big. They're only going to get a little piece of that pie. I don't think if, if, if okay, let's say Tenant, Wonder Woman, and Black Widow all come out in the same weekend next next year. Mm -hmm. Okay, you. Some people may only see one. Some people only might see Tenant. Some people only might. See, I mean, us, of course, would probably see all of it. All three. Yeah. But the average person is probably going to go see either Black Widow, Tenant, or Wonder Woman. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna make that type of they're not gonna make that huge weekend budget like you're thinking. Yeah. hang on if I grab your beer. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh god, I, I hey, think. Hold on, I, hold on. <laughs> go ahead. All right, I think people are putting too much on the future. I think I, I'm I, I'm gonna say one political thing. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> People are saying that 2020 is screwing us. It might have in a, for a few months, but now we're screwing 2020. It's like, you know, there, there's a chance to get past all this, but we don't want to do the stuff to do it. All right, that's gone. Uh-huh. That's gone. 2020 is no longer screwing us. We're screwing 2020. Now, with that... People are too reliant on the future. They're saying, all right, we're going to do it all next year. Now there's too much stuff. There's too much uh, hope on 2021. Now I think 2021 is going to suck. Yeah. You know, because 
we're not going to be over this stuff if 2021 is going to come and then we're going to have to keep pushing it back. We're going to push it back another year. We're going to push it back another year. Holy crap. When is enough? When is it enough? Like, it, it, it's got to come to a point that we're like, oh, my God, we have to make changes for ourselves so we can enjoy our lives instead of blaming it on the gear itself. It's just, I, I'm, you know, it, it comes to that point where it's like, you know, like, they could push everything to 2021 and they can release seven movies a week and they can lose money or whatever. And they can make 2021 be the savior of all years for our lives. But there just has to come a time where it's like, look, we're either, either going to enjoy this life and do something that's going to make it enjoyable and do our part and whatever. But I don't know, man, I think there's too much, there's too much hope for what entertainment's going to do in the future. Yeah. We need something now to inspire us to want to make the future better. And we don't have anything right now that's going to inspire us to want to do, get to 2021. I agree. It's just it's just so much, man. Like if if Nolan came out and said, "Hey Warner Brothers, release my movie now or I'm gone from Warner Brothers. I'll break my contract. Someone's going to someone's going to, you know, uh, spend the money on me. Yeah. I'm Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan can go anywhere and say, like, I'm Christopher Nolan. You want an amazing movie? <laughs> come to me. Christopher Nolan right now could <sighs> come out and say, release my movie, release it in August. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, cause I've, with the inspired, you know, the inspiring factor, uh, like, I think that's, what's going to get us to 2021. Like I, I, I admire Bill and Ted, as long as they keep, their promise in September. Oh, they comes. are. Okay, yeah, they are right now until September comes, and then, like you, like you know, y'all have said, they're going to realize how much money they're going to lose, and then it might get pushed back to December, and then my, December, February. I fully agree, and my concern is they're going to start looking at stuff like they're looking at Star Wars. Star Wars wasn't even planned until 2022, and they're already pushing it out yeah. and i mean it's like and so here's the deal if you were making that consideration there's not enough information and there's not enough data out there to start worrying about 2022 yet there really isn't and yeah. um you they should they should be at least even if you're considering that don't tell the public don't publicly announce that yet because that just goes back to your point matt you're just crushing our hopes and dreams and our inspiration for the future um, yeah. when you start doing stuff like that. You don't have to announce pushbacks for 2022 yet. Um, you just you just discuss that internally and let's play it by ear and let's watch how things play out because next year will be a, you know, a determining factor on that more so than this year is. Um, yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I don't get why they're already looking at stuff that's so far ahead. And that that's my concern is they're going to really start screwing with the, the future plan, these future plans. And, you know, we're not even through the, the worst year yet. And they're, they're already going to start screwing our futures. I mean, 2023, 2024, yeah. you know, they're already yeah. talking, they're talking about, um, they're, you know, they've already made comments about pushing the, the launch of uh, phase four of the MCU. Yeah. I mean, the only thing like with Bill and Ted that gives me faith for them is they also said VOD. And so when you say VOD, that you're going to release a video on demand, they're just going to go the trolls way. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to give it to you in some select theaters. If the theater's open, cool. You can show the movie. If not, you can watch it from the comfort of your home. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Trolls made a killing. Yeah. Yeah. They made a ton of money. Now, here's the now here's the problem. Here's the problem with it. The theaters didn't get a piece of that pie. That's the only problem with that equation. And and, it, and it, that 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 was a concern for me um, in this. And uh, I, I hate that for the theaters. But from the, but from the distribution point of view and the producers and everything else, they made a ton of money. Well, and that's why I think they should they should like Bill and Ted is doing, is saying, hey, if you're a theater. You want to open? You want to show my movie? Cool. Show it. But it's also going to be video on demand. So if those theaters want that money, like if AMC wants to open up for for um, Bill and Ted or Regal wanted to open up for Bill and Ted, they have the option. option. That's their choice not to do that. Right, right, right. For the people who go, you know what, I want to go to the theater and I want to see Bill and Ted face the music in the theater. That's their option. But they also... Gave the option of, hey, if you're not comfortable going to the theater, here it is, video on demand. Cool. Why not make Why not make movies uh, ticketless? And when people buy their movies on Fandango or an app of the theater choice, they have to sign a waiver saying if you take the risk of coming to the theater... You know, they, the theater well, would have to take its part and do like do the six feet thing. Like they would have to do more to like maybe remove some seats to keep the the distance thing up, or you know, you have to require masks. Well, See, that's a big thing is no one's requiring. A lot of people are not requiring the mask thing right now, and like, and you can make it ticketless where you have to you know do all the stuff. There's there's you know there's ways of doing it, but nobody's taking the there effort. There is like oh, let's the, just slow it down. Well, okay. So one of the big things about why places aren't opening up fully left, fully yet, is because places are worried about being sued. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to come up with legislation to get around. It's like the slip and fall effect. You know, if I go into Walmart and there's water on the floor, but there's not a sign and I slip, I get to sue Walmart. It's the, uh, it's the McDonald's hot cup of coffee. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like if I go to Walmart and I come home and I went to the gas station and I went to Publix and I went to a movie theater, I got COVID. I got COVID from Walmart. Yeah. And Walmart's going to, I'm going to sue Walmart. Right. And so that's why a lot of these restaurants and a lot of these like movies and stuff aren't opening up because they're afraid of a lawsuit. So they're trying to pass legislation, which is supposed to be in the next stimulus. They're going to, talk about it in the next stimulus package about where you, you can't sue a business. It's an enter <laughs> at your own risk. Don't you think it's funny that they're going to pass legislation on that and nothing about how to, you know, prevent COVID. They would rather <laughs> do legislation about getting around COVID rather than dealing with dealing COVID. with it. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a double, it is, it's, it's really a double-edged sword, and it's it's like because if you if you if you're a, a person who's like that, I mean, you know, oh, I just want to make a quick buck. <clears throat> I'll go to Walmart because Walmart has a lot of money. I mean, I'm not going to sue the mom and pop restaurant that I go to. I want the I like to eat at the mom and pop, but and I would put them out of business. But Walmart, eh? They got the money. They, they got, got the it. Money. They got it. I'll just sue them. So it's an unfortunate mentality. Yeah. But that, but that is why a lot of the other businesses 
are holding off, like movie theaters, for example, are holding off opening up because they don't. Oh, I went and saw Tenant and I got COVID. So I went to four other places. So that, that Josh, I'm something something on AMC. Yeah. What? Go you have it. something to say. <laughs> you don't want to open that can. <laughs> <laughs> the can is open, my friend. Hey, we popped the cork of the wine. Let's <laughs> drink. <laughs> I've been sitting here trying to be quiet since Matt talked about stuff. And I, uh, I've i got – let's put it this way. When I get like I need to say so much, I have a hard time articulating what I say. I need time to process and stuff. So it may right. not come out the way it should. Everyone calm down, Josh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just going to be real. I, I, for any listeners out there, I'll just be honest about it because I feel like honesty is the best way to go. I've been in a dark place for like a couple of months now over all of this, um, way beyond the entertainment industry. And I don't care if people call it political or whatever or spreading whatever. I, I don't care anymore. People keep talking about how we have basically given up on 2020, that 2020 is a bust. And I think that is the fundamental problem with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. People have lost hope. Yeah. And I have been one of those people. And I have fought very hard to try to combat that. You know, I'm try- I was always the guy that found the bright side to any situation, no matter how bad or terrible it was. I would try to find something, anything. And right now... I just feel like as a country, we don't have it. And people are giving up on 2020. And I understand that mentality. I, like I said, I've been there. I am be- beyond angry and frustrated over so many things. People are talking about how people can, we're trying to figure out ways to do lawsuits. Or, you know, how, what are lawsuits going to be like if people go to a theater? You know, people are talking about how to do that, but no one is talking about when it comes to things like schools. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, I'm very upset with people talking about things like, you know, we're worried about if Walmart – and I'm not putting saying anything bad about you guys. I'm talking about in, the, in general. People are so worried about, you know, if you go into a Walmart and do it, well, you can get sued. No one – you know, what about schools? You know, if, some, if a kid catches COVID at school, are they going to sue the government? I mean, mm-hmm. if, they, if they send teachers in to teach – are we going to have a chance to do that? No, because, you know, we're restricted in what we can do, mm-hmm. especially in our state, you know, and I've been following people and talking to and my wife, you know, God, if anybody looks at her Facebook page, she's ranting all the time about this. And I'm proud of her because she talks about this stuff a lot more than I'm more internal. She's a little bit letting it out more. Back in the spring, we teachers were the heroes. We were the ones, oh, thank God, they're going to do virtual teaching. They're doing all this stuff. Now we're the people that don't have a voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're like, you know, uh, there's this person that uh, we both follow on Instagram called Two Dusty Travelers, and they talk about how we are the nurses now. We're the ones people don't want to listen to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But at the same time, there are things that people don't realize about 2020 that I think people, there's a, some big points that people are missing. I don't think 2020 is a bust. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to be different that are still, that are constantly being different. Think, there's a lot, ton of disappointments. I think 2020, if you really think about the irony of it, 2020 eyesight, you know, the 2020 is considered good eyesight. I think 2020 is going to be looked at as a year, you know, in the future, we're going to look back on 2020 as the year that a lot of eyes were open to a lot of things going on that we have just pushed aside for generations. 
for decades, for um, you know, freaking hundreds of years. And somebody's going to look back on that one day and be like, you know what? We learned a lot about our country. We learned a lot about people, society, human nature, selfishness versus you know, I I mentality versus we mentality. These are things that I think are constantly being dismissed right now because everyone's just given up on 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, I to go on what Matt was talking about about how we're pushing it. We're so concerned about the future. We can't get it right in the present because I'm in my humble opinion, that's all it is. We are so stuck on the I mentality versus the we mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got too right. much politics into this. We got too much of public opinion in this. I get it. We are a country of free people, but at the same time, I believe I believe in individual rights. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't care if people say, oh, we can't bring politics into this. It's obviously what everyone's doing anyway. So I believe in individual rights, but I believe as a species, we collectively got to get our, frankly, shit together. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And if we don't, you're going to continue seeing things push back. And it's just going to be one disappointment after another. And everyone who doesn't is going to be sitting there scratching their heads like, I don't understand why this is happening. We can't get our crap together. Yes. It's that simple, which is why you're going to have international releases and things like that. That's the rest of the world saying, you know what? <laughs> We're tired of following the United States. We got our crap together. Why mm-hmm. can't you? You're this big, powerful country. You're, you know, when they did, they do as a research done on the on all the countries on who would be the most effective in an outbreak. We were ranked number one in the country. I think we had a score of like 83 out of 100 or something like that. We were ranked number one in the country. And right now, what are we like, dead last or second to last? Why is that? Think about that for a minute. Where, where's the where's the X factor? Mm-hmm. And you're going to see it time and time again. One thing after another. Keep getting pushed back. One more controversy over and over. There are so many things we have just opened our eyes to for 2020. We have opened our eyes to education, the way capitalism runs the country, uh, individual rights versus the we mentality, Black Lives Matter. All these things are being brought out in one year and I just I don't know I just feel like I was one of those people who always said let's just give up on 2020 2020 is a bust the more and more I have struggled and the more and more research I've done and the more and more I've actually sat in a dark place and think about it I think we have an opportunity here to do something but I don't but I think so many people are going to just write it off and then in 2021 we're going to forget or most people are going to forget everything that happened in 2020 or they're going to look back on it and be like, oh, 2020 was a bad year. But they're not going to talk about these things, not individual things like this. It won't, it'll get written in history or washed over like so much of history has been done. And yeah, I'm sorry. That, that's my rant. And I can go on a whole podcast on just that. But yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with- I don't think mental health's being talked about a lot. I, I mean, people will say, oh, if you know someone, call this, you know, if you know someone who's feeling like, oh, they might they might be wanting to commit suicide or something, call the suicide hotline. But are we actually talking about this? Are we actually helping these people or are we passing the buck to somebody else? It, you know, I just think we could do more. And I don't – we are now in the seventh month, about to be in the eighth month of 2020. We still got months left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't control it. We can't worry about the future, and we can't put it off to the future. What are we going to do now? Because right here, this very second, is what we have control over. Mm-hmm. If we worry so much about the future, we are constantly going to get disappointed and constantly get more and more dark and depressed about this. 
Yeah. So I'm just sorry. I've been wanting to say a lot of things. I got a lot more I could say. I feel you, man. And with the like, we and we've recently been hit. I'm not going to release the name out of respect for the family and friends, but we've recently been hit with someone who was a friend of our show, uh, you know, who has now gone, you know, that has taken their own life from mental illness and everything. And, you know, it, it it's because, man, there's like you said, there's just no hope. And in our realm of nerdism and fandom, there's just nothing to cling on to. You know, like some people, some okay, some people need their fandom and nerdism. It's like it's like a, it's like one of those uh, emotional dogs. It's, it's a like one of those emotional dogs. People need that stuff, man. People need that. They need that. This is why they watch uh, Harry Potter six hundred times. You know, mm-hmm. this is why they because these are worlds that are ca- taking them. And giving them, you know, emotional stability and neutrality, and it's, you a, know, it's a mental escape from all the garbage that's going on. Well, and not only an escape, but it's also like, man, when uh, you just have one of those days, you just have one of those days where yeah. thing, like everything's gone wrong. You go watch your movie, and then after your movie, you can slowly start to think things one thing at a time. Like, oh man, I had sixty-seven problems. I'm going to do this one first. I'm going to do this one second. And then you can start thinking and start gaining control back. Because it's those things, it's those days where you just lose control. You well, just lose control because everything comes yeah. down on once. Yeah. And then you need something to bring you back. And so, you know, for, you know, okay, like for me, like I've said it before, uh, me and Steel had a little thing one day. War Games is like my, my, my mental neutrality movie. Like I'll watch War Games and then I'll come back down. From whatever I've been going through that day, and then I'll be like, "Oh man, like you know, like I just enjoyed my movie. I had a little escape. I enjoyed, I I enjoyed that, you know, two hours. Right. And now I can think things one thing at a time. You but know, it, you're getting like you're getting out of your own mind for a moment. Yeah, and then coming back to the problems, mm-hmm. you know, and now dealing with it. And now, you know, when people like you know. When you like last year, 2019, when we were getting trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer, thinking 2020 was going to be the greatest year ever. You were the and, chosen one. Yeah. And, I hate you. And then, like, and then like week after week, we get all these like pushbacks and pushbacks and pushbacks. Okay. You know, like, all right. We, we, you can understand from a business standpoint that you know whatever. Some of these didn't hurt my feelings. Some of them did, but who is going to step up and save 2020 entertainment wise? I'm just thinking entertainment. I'm coming back entertainment. Yeah. Who is going to step up and save 2020? Like, if like I, I really think right now, like because nothing has been said about Mandalorian, like right now that could really hurt. A lot of people. I really think that could hurt Disney Plus in general if they came out and said Mandalorian has been pushed because we can't film or whatever. Uh-huh. Who's going to step up? This is where, like, you know, I understand where things are not being filmed right now, but who's going to step up and be like, like Tenet or Bill and Ted or all this and be like, you know what, 2020, I got you release i want people out there to enjoy 
entertainment. I really think whoever, I don't know who's filming Bill and Ted, but I really think their production company is going to get a boost in people believing in them and investing in them because they're going to release in September. Because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to release like, in September. They're giving the people what they want. They're giving them something to hold on to and to enjoy, to enjoy 2020 because there's very little <laughs> to enjoy. And then people are going to start investing in that production company. Mm-hmm. And then that production company is then going to produce more good movies that are going to give a brighter entertainment future. So, like, I really think if, like, Disney could, they could totally, like, send stuff to Disney Plus and get, if they could make more money in uh, subscriptions. You know what, man? If you keep, if you released Winter Soldier and Falcon and all that as planned and vision, and then you wanted to raise your subscription rate, I'm okay with that. As long as you stop pushing back stuff and then, you know, release it now. So we can have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like Josh said. People are just, they're just quitting. Mm-hmm. They are. 2020 is over in their opinion. 2020 has not even happened. We're already in a state of depression and like loss that it's like, let's just keep piling it on. Let's make 2020 the worst year that's ever been in existence. And then, you know, and people are giving up themselves because they don't. They're taking that. We get a lot from the media and entertainment, and they're now taking that into themselves. They're like, well, they quit. Should I quit? Uh-huh. You know, like, this is where we are, man. Like, someone, someone's got to step up. Someone's got to step up, man. Like, if Disney right now said screw it and released everything, it's like, and just took that hit, they are not, I bet they could release four of their top movies right now and not take a hit. Because they have made so much money in the past thirty years alone, right? That you know, which is which is why I think one DC and Disney should be the first to do it after Bill and Ted. Release Mulan, put it on Disney Plus, put it on video demand, whatever. Just release Mulan. I mean, I don't think it was going to be as big as they were hoping it for, or Black Widow. One of the two. Just release them. Release them video on demand. For rental, but Wonder Woman, it it hasn't been pushed back yet. Released Wonder Woman on video on demand. Put it on video on demand or or HBO Max. I mean, you already have a deal with HBO. Put it on HBO Max. That'll make your subscriptions go up. People will be like, "Damn, I'm gonna rent HBO Max for at least a month so I can watch Wonder Woman 1984 or whatever 88 or whatever the 84 or whatever mm-hmm. the." The title is because I agree people need something like hell. I don't care if you gave me a movie a month. At least I would have something to look forward to in that month. Yeah. Yeah. If they just look past the money part of it right now and became fans again, I think they would understand. I think if they were like sitting, if they were sitting in their, their big old office or whatever and going like, guys, if we were in their shoes, we would, you know, like feel awful, you know, like they, I know, I know that's not a mentality that's in corporations these days, but I think that's, what's going to save 2020 right now is if someone just said, screw it, man, if I was a fan waiting for these movies and they keep getting pushed back, like I would start to give up on movies too. Like, man, this could take a real, this could take a bigger toll than they think on movies. If they keep stopping production 
or releasing movies, people will start giving up on movies in general. Like, yeah. you know, they'll be going to more independent. Independents are still coming out. Go to Vudu. Go to iTunes. There's 10 new independent films every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't get the production value of a major film, but you're getting something new. Yeah, You're getting something new. I went on uh, Vudu uh, last night, and there was three new military movies. Mm-hmm. Like there was like an alpha team or something like that. Now those are low budget films to begin with. Even if a big production company did a military film, those are low budget films. So it's not like you have to really invest much in those movies. And you got independent companies filming them anyway and releasing them. And people are buying them or renting them because you can rent on streaming services. And they're making money. People are going to rely on that more because mm-hmm. at least that's coming out. And it's something new because people want new and voodoo and iTunes and whatever else have new movies, even if it's independent every single week. All right. And I bet you I have no data to back up this claim, but I bet you like streaming rentals and stuff have gone up way just to watch something new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they showed that when when uh, they released The Hunt, Invisible Man, um, and Trolls. People people paid that money because one, they had nothing else to do, but two, it was new. Right. It was something you haven't like like craving something new. It's and it's not just hurting. It's not just hurting movie theaters also, but it's also hurting the digital movie sales because Matt, when's the last time you bought a movie that wasn't four ninety nine? I dude, I, I I even their four ninety nine sales like I already have it. It's like <laughs> yeah. I have a, a new movie on Vudu and I it's months. Yeah, I would you yeah. know when the when the pandemic first started, man, I was buying every week because you know new things were still were being released and their four ninety nine sales were getting better and I was buying stuff. Now it's like anything that's on sale I already have and there's right. no movies that i want coming out so i haven't bought anything yeah i've been i've been buying i've been buying some older movies there's been a few older movies that i hadn't converted to digital yet that they've been putting on sale because itunes has been running a lot of sales during this time yeah, i mean that's all they can do to that's serve. all they can do yeah so i mean you know, it's like there's some there's some there's some stuff on there that there's some stuff that I've wanted to convert and buy, but I've I've held off on it because I could, I, I, I could, it's on it maybe it's on Netflix and I already have a Netflix subscription. Maybe it's on another streaming service that I have access to, but I do want to own it because that's just I'm a cinephile, so I'm I want to own it. I, I own the physical copy. I just want to convert and own the digital, and so I just I just right. push it off because I have access to it otherwise, and, and you know it's just spending money. But right now I'm not spending money on anything else, so. Uh, they put it on sale. They mark it down super cheap. I'm going to go ahead and put it in my collection. Right. I mean, I've bought a few things that are $4.99 or maybe seven, mm-hmm. like a movie that I'm like, man, like Jaws. I just bought Jaws. $4.99. For $7.99. Yeah. You just now too. bought Jaws? Well, no, I've had, I, I'm talking about. I, I did. I just bought it because I had access to it through other channels. No, like I've owned Jaws. I've owned Jaws in Blu-ray, but. I just bought the 4K because I wanted a 4K version of Jaws. And I only bought it because I wanted a 4K version of Jaws. And it was cheap. But, I mean, I can't remember the last time I bought a new movie at all. So I wanted – that's that's what I did. I, uh, I had the old standard DVD version, and I wanted the new 4K version. And I had never bought Jaws digitally, so I went ahead and bought it. 
Huh. I, I gotta be honest. I can't tell that big of a difference between only in old movies between HD and 4K. There is not a whole lot of difference. Like yeah, well, let me let me let me let me reiterate the fact that I did not own an HD version of the movie. I owned a standard definition copy of that old standard definition copy. I, it wasn't even HD. So, yeah. I went I went ahead and bought the 4K version just because it's the best quality you can get now, and I wanted that upgraded version. I can tell the difference between HD and 4K yeah. now, but it's only it's only if I start a movie one way and then go and look at the other one, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I can notice it now, but it also depends on the quality of your television, too. Yeah. yeah. See, like, I have LG. If I watch a new movie that's in 4K, I can tell it's in 4K. But if I go back and watch, like, Braveheart, I bought in 4K. I was really excited. And played it it didn't look anything different than the hd version i already owned like there was nothing about it that i was just like i could tell a difference like that that's my point like if i played it side by side i bet i could point out the differences but uh like when i'm watching and i'm like when it's old movies like i'm just like i don't man it's just not enough for me to like you know invest like another however much into a 4k uh, it's uh, only up. It's only worth to me uh, um, if it's for five bucks. Yeah. One thing I have enjoyed or, about this whole pandemic thing, and I'm going to piggyback off something you said, Matt. I have literally watched movies that I've never seen before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it literally like brings me joy and it brings me happiness. Like I literally just watched for love of the game. Like how long has that been out? Never seen that movie. Just watch. Uh-oh. Oh, I love that movie. Mike, you shut your stupid hippie mouth. Yeah. Nobody asked your opinion. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, if I want to take a good nap, I'll throw for love of the game on. I get on HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu or whatever or Voodoo, and I'll just find a movie that I have never seen. And I'm just like, you know what? It's going to be a new movie to me. I can be like I am in the theater. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, dude. Netflix Netflix is knocking it out of the park, man. Netflix has been. Uh, releasing all they've been they've been releasing a lot of good stuff like they've got a really good take i don't know if you've seen that um there's a movie they uh, just released or a a, no it's a show tv show called cursed uh which is a new take it's a it's a new take um on the uh story of uh king arthur and the sword um it's a it's a little it's a little different take on that it's like a prequel almost yeah Wise in her, yes, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. It's just, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Like documentaries, I've been watching. I know I've like texted y'all before. Michael Jordan, when man has just been phenomenal. Oh, that's yeah, that's it's that's awesome. That's so incredible. Happiness. Have you finished? And that? like I've found, I'm on episode eight, so I'm almost man. done. Yeah. Oh my god, I was in tears at the end. I of discovered it. like jokes like. Yellowstone. I've been telling Matt about that. It, it just there is stuff that I'm able to find and find some happiness in 2020. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> I, I watched yeah. a good movie last night. I actually did the best of both worlds. Um, last night we ended up watching a double feature. Uh, first an old movie because I needed a reminder, and then a new one that was today's sequel, and that was uh, The Shining and Doctor Sleep. I like Doctor Sleep. I, yeah, like I Doctor did too. I liked it more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I've seen The Shining. I did not watch Doctor Sleep yet. I have not watched it. It's, it's best like, if you watch them together. If, yeah. If I'm 
Yeah. Because there's things, without spoiling anything, there's things that the new director did that I thought was pretty good paying homage to the old one. Like, even some of the original camera shots were redone. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, it, not just, not the scenery and stuff, but, like, the angle of the cameras and stuff. It's little things like that you notice. It was like, oh, hey, this guy's done his research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. A uh, couple things before we uh, ended for today is... I think right now my spirits can be lifted if Sony would get up off their keister and uh, give us a pre-order date uh, for the, uh, the new PlayStation. PlayStation 5. Like, I don't understand. Like, you showed us the day you showed us what it looked like should have been the day it could have should have been on pre-order mm-hmm. because they're already doubling manufacturing. Yeah. So they're already anticipating, but they're still not for pre-order. Right. So you wanna, how you do you know why? Without the other, like, how do you do one without the other? Like, in, if, know, why? So, you notice Xbox hasn't done it either. So, what PlayStation and Xbox well, are doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what happened with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Right now, they're both playing console chicken. So, whoever releases first on their release date and their price, because you have to release them both, release date and price. The other one's going to undercut them by a hundred bucks. So like last time when Xbox one released first and said, it's going to come out on this date and it's going to come out for this amount of money. The PlayStation said, okay, it's going to come out of this date and we're going to make it a hundred dollars cheaper. So they're playing console chicken. Mm. They're, they're playing, okay, who's going to go first and who's going to do their price first. Cause the other one's going to undercut them. All right. But okay. So it's stupid. Xbox it's completely stupid. But Xbox hasn't made a difference the past two consoles, you know, price-wise or not. Like, you know, they they haven't, like, PlayStation 4 just hit, like, the top four of all selling, you know, consoles. So if I was Sony, I'd be like, screw it. You know, like, just come out. Like, you already know. Yeah. You know, I know. It's, I, it's stupid. I'm going to be so honest stupid. with you. Like, whenever I hear Xbox, I even forget that they have a system. So I don't like Xbox. I don't like Microsoft. So when... PS5 and it's what July right now and uh-huh. it's what we got four five months to uh-huh. make releases. That we I hope. Release, I need a release date. Need a pre-order date so we yeah, need to get on that. That's my thing, man. It's like give me time to pay it off. Yeah. I'm not a rich guy that can just no. go shell out however much it's going to be. I need that little bit of time to let me get to that. Yeah, let me say this to Matt. Me and you might be in the same boat on this. <laughs> Maybe you agree with me. If it's October. I'm just not going to be able to pre-order it because I won't have time to pay it off. Yeah. It just won't happen. I, I'm not so, gonna, I, I've, I've been saving because it's like the one big thing I still have a lot of hope for right now. So I've been saving money. <laughs> I, I think I've got almost enough for the system, but I'm, uh, I've am i definitely got enough for uh, some of the accessories and stuff. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be able to pull this one off. <laughs> Which one of you guys are going to buy the, uh, the, the 24 karat gold one? No, I will say that I I hate the white. I hate white consoles. I hate white consoles. Wait, hold on. What what is the point of a 24 karat version? I mean, why? I I don't get it. Because they can. Yep. Because to them, it's morons with money. It's a status thing is all it is. I tell you what, though, man. Why don't they make something instead of stickers? Why don't they make consoles where you can buy custom shells? 
Like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of these people release these, like, uh, image, these custom images of what the PlayStation 5s could look like if they were custom. Like, there's a Miles Morales one, mm-hmm. or, you know, this game, or this game, or they had a Top Gun one, but it was all, like, images they created. Like, right. like I thought they, I thought, it was, I was like, man, if Sony was smart at all, they would, like, totally capitalize on that and yeah. make it. You could totally customize your PlayStation to look like whatever you want, especially in a fandom. You know, like you can have a Marvel one or a Wolverine. What if uh, what if a third party came up with a way to have a snap-on shell that went around it uh, that would give it that customized look? Because think about think about the way that PC gamers uh, customize the shell of their of their computers. And I mean that's just a it's just a creative mindset that people love the, to customize uh, their gaming console. And I mean if they're going to go out that far to customize their uh, uh, an, an entire computer, holy crap! I mean they all about the warranty. But I'm, what I'm saying what I'm saying is is uh, if if a third well maybe maybe they don't Sony doesn't do it, but maybe a third party uh, accessory company creates a way. I mean. Some people can, but once you crack open that and your PlayStation breaks, Sony won't give you. A what, I, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, don't don't make it to where you don't have to actually modify the 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 hardware itself. Just make it a snap-on shell that goes around the unit itself. And have you ever dealt with anybody who got a new PlayStation from Sony because it broke? Brian did the All first that- time when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Pedico's Pedico's broken. He had to send it off to PlayStation, and they sent him a new one. Oh yeah, they sent him a new one. I believe that. <laughs> Matt, it sounds like you got a little, uh, little animosity there. Oh, that you can ask him. That's that's such crap, man. Warranty is like their soft shell, which it isn't. He sent it in. They replaced the part and sent it back. They didn't send him a new PlayStation. You know, but like when it comes to like this custom stuff, like. You know, like, even if they wanted to, like, break the shell apart and put on a new one, I mean, it's still, like, and, and then the PlayStation broke. They, they're still, most of the time, if it's over six months, they're just going to send you down to someone to repair it anyway. So, and, you know, like, and, like, if it was, like, Geek Squad, they wouldn't give a crap. They're going to, they're getting paid anyway. They need to work on it so they can get paid by that company. So, they're not going to report that it's shell. They're going to do it so they can get paid. So, like... You know, when it comes to this whole warranty stuff, like it needs to go back to the old days when you remember when Nyko was a thing, and like when you had a uh, 64 or a GameCube, and you uh-huh. can go down and you get an affordable controller, uh, like the Nyko controllers or the Mad Cats. Y'all remember Mad Cats? Yeah. Like uh, they had those uh, eight megabyte uh, flash drives that you could like save your games on, but they were like. <laughs> 12 bucks cheaper than the uh manufacturer the original manufacturers so like uh 1996 <laughs> so like man if like we had companies like that come out and like make quality product again to challenge the ones you know uh-huh. either way like that playstation needs to come out with their pre-order xbox who gives a crap like the only reason i have one now is because i want it uh so like you know, I would never invest in it, and that's why, like, the last Xbox is one one of the worst sold consoles. I'm actually shocked they even had enough to come out with a new console. So, either way, listen to the show uh, with something we're looking forward to. Like, is there anything you're looking forward to? Like, yeah, a few days. Uh... 
Yes, uh, in a few days, the uh, Netflix Transformers new series War, War over Cybertron releases, and I'm oh, yeah. I'm a huge Transformers fan, and I've been looking forward to that because I've bought a few of the toys in in preparation for it. So, uh, yeah, it it looks the, the what I've heard so far, uh, the way they've written this story, I'm super excited about it. Super excited. I'm just looking for. I mean. I'm looking forward to the fall and holidays. That nothing can take that away from me. Like I'm still gonna hate, enjoy my Thanksgiving. I'm still gonna enjoy Christmas. We'll put up the Christmas tree. I'm gonna jam to Christmas music. <laughs> oh, I've got a, I, I got a buddy. The way I got a buddy of mine, who, the way he's dealing with things right now, he he went ahead and started listening to Christmas music now. And it, it's it's his it's it's only playlist, and he's got it going. He's like, I'm starting it now, and it's going to go to December. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Uh, Katie and I have talked about going ahead and putting up our tree. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We I'm just decorating it for the fall right now. Put a bunch of fall stuff on it. I thought about putting up my lights outside just to bug the neighbors because mine are color changeable. <laughs> I can make them all fall colors if I want to. So I'm thinking about actually doing that. Why not? I mean, <laughs> why not? Why not? If it if it brings you joy and gives you hope, why not? Do it. Let's yeah, do it. Or just the cooler weather, like whatever. I mean, I'll take whatever whatever is going to be left. I look forward to that every year, so nothing's going to destroy that for me. So I'm going to continue to enjoy that. Yeah. Micah? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nothing? You got yeah, nothing? You're looking forward to something. There's something out there that I'm you're looking, looking forward to working out tomorrow. <sighs> uh, thank you for that. Crickets. 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 Dare. 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 Um, I mean, no, I mean, no, nothing I can really? think of off the top of my head. Wearing a hoodie? <laughs> you are part of the problem. <laughs> part of something. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new Seeing Assassin's my sister, Creed. My sister's supposed to come out in November for my cousin's wedding. Seeing well, my sister. It's pissed off that it took you till now to think of that. She probably will. Actually, she loves me. She'll forgive me. I'll tell you something I'm looking forward to. Our next show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the new Assassin's Creed because it looks freaking amazing. And I think the whole Viking story oh. is going to be amazing. So Take that back. I'm looking forward to beating Last of Us 2. There you go. There you go. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of piggybacking off of two of you. Uh, the weather in the fall and stuff. I'm looking forward for the temperature to drop because I am desperate to get back on a hiking trail. Um, I think more than ever, I need to see the sky and do things without, you know, sweating my off. Yeah. Uh, and second, uh, I guess I'm looking forward to honestly playing more video games. I, I've <laughs> this is the most video games I've played since probably college. Yeah, same here. So I'm like, uh, I'm I have this challenge right now that I'm trying to beat every game that I currently own before the PS5 comes out. So now that Last of Us Two is over, I'm trying to move on to. Uh, I think the next game I'm going to try to beat is Kingdom Hearts Three. Oh yeah. I, I beat the first two, but not the third one. Yeah. Um, I've got to beat those. I still got to play Dark Siders Two and Three. Oh wow, man. Yeah, I know. I got and and Micah, don't yell at me. I still got to play Uncharted Two through Four. I've only beaten part one. Yeah, I haven't played three and four. I played one and two. That's Naughty Dog 2, right? Yep. 
Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the first one, great storytelling, but you can tell it was still earlier on. I have never played a God of War game, not one. Oh my not, god, that is one of my favorite games ever. That's a good game. It is. It's the one of the greatest Greek mythology stories I have ever heard in my life. Which is why I'm surprised I never played it. A lot of people basically say it's kind of like playing a Zelda game with Greek mythology and a lot of, you know, fighting tactics and stuff. Which, by the way, I wish I could... The only reason I want to own a Nintendo Switch is because I've never played Breath of the Wild, and I really want to play that. Mm -hmm. I I have it. I just haven't played it. I just started uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, and Mm -hmm. so far it is freaking amazing. (laughs) <laughs> like I've always loved old samurai games and this one's like this one's got like a new age feel with the whole open map thing mm-hmm. and but that old age you have a katana and you know like yeah like some that's, a podca- that's a podcast we need to do nothing but our favorites all-time video games regardless of the system I there bet you go that's our next podcast people i bet we could go on forever on this and debate the greatest games of all time versus the underrated games and stuff like that oh man Breed, um, breeding chocoboos <laughs> oh my god I just, I just before last of us 2 i finished the new final fantasy 7 remake yeah oh my god that game was epic i know i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to crack it open and start and uh start playing it i i, I beat final fantasy said the original i have I, I have not yet started the new the remake version you know, of it do you know anything about the story or anything yeah the, uh, yeah yes well let me rephrase i don't want to spoil it but there's some there's something they did with the remake that if you're an original fan you might not be too keen on but at the same time it's a it, it's like it shoots adrenaline into the story okay going forward okay that's all i can tell you cool yeah. all right well everybody thank y'all for joining us today and letting us yeah. whine uh <laughs> and letting us uh get our uh, therapeutic session in i feel I actually feel a lot better you know talking about it and, you know everybody out there all you gotta do is you know spread a little hope and that hope will spread to somebody else it's like a smile when you see a smile you just can't help it but smile mm-hmm. or hear a laugh and can't help it but laugh. It, that's all it takes in this world. When you go out the, when you go outside, just spread a little hope, spread a smile, spread a laugh, and it will be infectious, and that will take over the country. So, like, that's all we want to do. We just wanted to get out, get it out, work through this, and find that little bit of hope. I'm going to end today with a little bit of hope of things we were looking forward to. I'm glad I was on with my buddies. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, we're the Eclectic Collective, and everybody out there, uh, you know, who is uh, lost hope, losing hope, you know, we can always find your way back. Uh, like we said, you know, we lost someone recently. You are not alone. And we are literally all here for you. Uh-huh. We want to hear from you. You know, it, all it takes is the courage to reach out to someone. And we want to be an outlet. If yes. you want to reach out to us, we will reach out back. We're not just saying that just to be you know, uh, just to grow our ratings. We really want to hear from you. We, we do not want any of, we do not want any of us to end on, uh, like, like a last hope, man. There's always hope, hope and hope, smiles, laughter. We want to hear from you. If you're going through something, we are going to talk with you about it. We'll have you on or we'll talk with you through messenger. However we can do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do it. We want to be an outlet for you. Just reach out with us. Just reach out to us. Don't give up. I know that's easier said than done. You're you're talking to a bunch of people who give up daily and then find that little bit of hope to go on to the next day. It is hard 
I promise you, it is hard, but it's only going to get better. You want to reach out to us? We are all available. We will all make ourselves available to talk with you. Absolutely. So just reach out with us. Join our show. Listen to our past stuff. Uh, join with us in the future. We got a lot of good stuff that we're working on. We're working on a TV show. We're working on good celebrities. We're working on a lot of stuff to look forward to. We got a new so, website we're about to launch. We got a yep. new website. It's going to be awesome. They 2020 is not over. 2020 is not over. Yep. It It's only going to get stronger. Yes, and it, it all it takes is our effort. So don't give up. Reach out to us. Thank y'all for joining us. We are ECP. Stay eclectic. Thanks a lot, everybody.